Broadcasting live from Las Vegas, Nevada, it's that groovy little podcast that gives you a first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home. It's the Living in Las Vegas podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Look out, look out. Hey, hey. Welcome, everybody, to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. A lovely bunch of coconuts. Hey, by the way, congratulations, because you're watching or listening to the longest-running podcast about Vegas that actually originates in Vegas, which means that whether you're a local or a tourist, I want you to think of this show as your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Now, our free show is live on the first and third Tuesday of each month at 7 o'clock Pacific Time p.m., at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com. Come on over. Get yourself in the show. Be a part of the fun. Get in the show. Get yourself in the live chat. Look at these lovely, lovely people in the live chat. These Listen, there are people in the live chat who have been coming back to this for four years. Why? Because we have created an amazing community. Actually, I had nothing to do with it. These guys have created an amazing community. And also, there's some cool behind-the-scenes stuff here as well. Excuse me. For example, we started live streaming about 20 minutes before the show. Had some fun talking to people about moving to Vegas and other cool stuff. And going to jail. Talked a little bit about that. And then after the show is done, around 8 o'clock or so, we go into VVN 2.0, Vegas Video Network After Dark. That's when we start talking about things and sharing things with the people in the live stream that we wanted to let people know about, but we simply didn't want to have on the record. So again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Hey, I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa. Buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I am the founder of the Vegas Video Network. So on behalf of all the shows here, thanks for playing along. And... On behalf of this groovy little podcast, thanks for your support as well. All right, let's get the party started. What are we going to talk about today? That's a good question. I always like that about you. You're inquisitive. You're smart. This is another viewer-supplied topic. Oh, Remember, back in December, at the end of December, I said that the more viewer-supplied topics that we get from you, the more shows that we'll do. And this happens to be one from Ozzy Deb. Ozzy Deb, who's somewhat famous here in the live chat because she's always the first person to bring in or submit a Haddam answer. Now, why is that? It's because she's the devil. <laughs> but we don't talk about that. That's not right. Anyways... Ozzy Deb wrote, what qualifications or certificates do I need to get a job in Las Vegas? I love that question. So that's today's main topic. You want a job in a Las Vegas casino? Here's what you need to know. By the way, it kind of makes sense. If you're thinking of moving to Las Vegas, a casino just might be in your future. Why? Well, for one thing, casinos are the largest employers in the Las Vegas. Really, Scott? You have numbers? I do. I love that about you. MGM Resort has 54,350 employees. Caesars Entertainment, 27,000 
860 employees. Station Casinos, 13,000. Wynn Resorts, 11,720. Boyd Gaming, 9,350. Las Vegas Sands, 8,630 employees. That's a total of over 114,000 people working for those casinos. Now, they don't all live in Las Vegas. They don't all work in Las Vegas. But nonetheless, these guys employ a lot of people. So... If you're thinking about working here, there's a chance that you might work for a casino. I get that. Now, you're, uh, let's say you're a tourist, and now you've decided I'm moving. You're like, you know what? I really like Wynn. Wynn, Las Vegas. That's a beautiful property. Or Bellagio. The smell of Bellagio is magic. Or Aria. It's gorgeous. I happen to like the uh, jalapeno margaritas at Javier's. I want to work there. Well, of course you do. Who wouldn't want to work there? Those are beautiful properties. Are you new to Las Vegas? Well, there's almost no chance you're going to get a job there. I'm sorry. Uh, unless, unless you've got juice. You hear it all the time here in town. Oh, she's got juice. Or he was juiced in. What the hell does that mean? It means he knows somebody. He's taking advantage of the hidden job market. Now, a lot of people think the hidden job market is just a casino thing. That's where the term somebody was juiced is. But the truth of the matter is, all jobs have a hidden job market. I would probably guess the majority of the jobs out there are in the hidden job market. So if you know somebody, tap them on the shoulder, give them a hug, send them a card, see if you can get in that way. But wait a minute. We've already said that you're new to Vegas. You don't know anybody. Or maybe you're socially awkward and you just don't like to talk to people. You're a germaphobe. Uh, you're afraid to have look people in the eyes. Have you met those people, by the way, who can never look you in the eyes? Man, that freaks me out. Okay, what do we do? Well, we create juice. What? I can create juice? <laughs> yes, you can. Here's how you create some juice. I love this idea. What you're going to do is you're going to take a hotel or casino management class at CCSN, the Community College of Southern Nevada. Now, why would I want to take a class about casinos at a community college? Well, first thing, if you want to work at a casino, can't hurt to know how to run one of those damn things. But here's the thing. Who teaches those classes? I'll give you a moment. It's casino managers. Right, so here you are, you're at the class, you're in the front of the row, you're always raising your hand, you've got the, you bring an apple, you love the guy, you're telling him how much you've learned from him. Basically, you're sucking up to the casino management. Guess what? You know the casino manager now. He or she likes you. You have now invented juice. Congratulations, you're in. Okay, so maybe that didn't work. Let's try something else. Here's the strategy for working in Las Vegas at a casino. Is this especially if you're going to work on the floor, in the casino floor? You really want to start to work anywhere. And if you're going to be, if you're new into the game, you're going to probably start at, you know, maybe a local's casino or maybe a downtown casino. And you're, the idea here is you simply just want to get experience. You want to get good at what you do. And then as you get more and more experience, you're going to move up the food chain. This is not something that is uncommon elsewhere as, uh, as well, but this is a kind of a thing that's a thing thing that happens in, in casinos here in Vegas. So you're going to jump, jump, jump around. Um, it's not uncommon for people to move every two years. And that, by the way, that's not just folks on the floor, but, you know, directors of marketing. That's, that's not, it's not terrible. It used to be if you were someone who moved around every couple years, 
Uh, people look down on that. They frown on that. That's really not the case anymore. And especially now, since this is a employee market, I'm sorry, an employer, no, yeah, an employee market, basically zero unemployment. So those of us who are looking for jobs have a bit more power than we used to. So if I'm going to jump every couple of years because I want to move up the food chain, uh, I think you're going to be okay doing that. Okay, but here you go. You come back to me and go, Scott, you know what I like? No, no, tell me. I like the action of the blackjack table. Oh, man, 21 kings and aces and shit. I love that stuff. Wait, no, 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 no. I really like the, the action and the excitement of craps table. I don't know what those numbers mean, but man, I'd love it. All those people yelling and screaming, parties happening, drinks for everybody. Oh, maybe you want to be a dealer. Yeah, I see that in your future. You're going to be a dealer. Okay, what does it take? First thing you have to be when you're a dealer is you have to be 21 years old. Actually, uh, to work in a casino here in the Nevada, you have to be 21 years old. Okay, so you need to have experience. You have to have dealt blackjack, say, or whatever, craps before. Well, how do you get experience? Well, let's say you've got a friend. A friend can help you. You pull him aside and go, hey, here's a little bit of the green stuff. Teach me how to do that. You know, Teach me how to do all those kind of flippity-flippity-thang things. That's one way. Now, I've, I've read that there is on-the-job training opportunities and that there are some casinos who provide training. I'm not sure I'm going to buy that, especially for somebody new. Now, maybe there's some advanced training. Fuck, I don't know. But uh, I don't really see it. So I think it's either friends or you go to a school. And there are a ton of schools here. Uh, and I, I don't have any opinion on whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, but you see them all over the place. So let's say you want to be a blackjack dealer. How long is school going to be? Well, you're looking at about four weeks of class. Fair enough. Doesn't sound terrible. What's it going to cost? Well, you're going to invest probably somewhere in the neighborhood of $500 for that. So $500, four weeks. You now have the skills to be a blackjack dealer. Well, no, Scott, I want crabs. I like the action. I like all those people having fun, throwing dice. I'm a thrower. Boy, well, has been. Oh, I mean, crabs, fine. Uh, it's not four weeks. It's probably more like 12 weeks of classes. And you're not going to spend $500. You're probably going to spend somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,200. Now, your mileage may vary. It may be more or less. But that's probably what you'd be thinking about when you're buying stuff, when you're buying these classes. Now, what's cool some of these schools provide job placement after graduation. So in other words, you go through the class, you pay your money, you graduate, and now they're going to help you find a job. Now, I don't know if that's part of that hidden job market we talked about before, or if these are jobs that are already listed on the Caesars website or the station website. But hell, if, if, I were, if all things being equal, if there was a, a blackjack school that charged me $500 and all I got was proof that I learned how to play blackjack or $500, maybe even $600 and a proof that I played jack blackjack and I can get uh, help and placement, shit, I'm going that one. Also, some of these schools provide tuition assistance as well. Okay, so let's say now that you are trained. You, you feel like you can deal a, a little bit of blackjack. You're ready to go. So you have to go through the interview process like anybody else. You've got to tell them what kind of tree you would be and, and all that good stuff. But then you also have to do an audition. They have to actually prove that you're capable of saying what you say you can do, which in this case would be dealing. So they're going to test you in a real-world environment oftentimes. And by the way, you're going to have already experienced that real-world environment uh, through your classes. Um, so you're going to be dealing. They're going to check that. They're going to check efficacy. Are you 
Are you concise and able to do what you're supposed to do? They're going to make sure you understand math. Does counting to 21 cause you problems? Uh, is 7 times 3 a mystery to you? Uh, then you're probably not going to be a blackjack guy. And fuck, I can't imagine the math involved with being a craps guy. I will tell you, I'm still intimidated by craps. I've never played craps. Why? Because that shit looks crazy to me. Um, and they're also going to test you on politeness. Now, are you a polite guy? Remember, as a dealer, you're a customer-facing employee. You're going to be the face of that property. So you're going to be dealing with, lucky you, drunk people. And sometimes people, when they're drunk, are happy, and they give you chips, and they tip you, and they appreciate how well you're doing. If they're winning, uh, if they're not, then you get to deal with drunk people who are angry, and you've got to decide how to deal with that. I, for example, probably wouldn't be a good dealer, because I have a real low tolerance for angry people. So I would probably tell them to go fuck themselves, and then I would lose my job and uh, not be able to work there again. So um, hopefully that you're polite and that you enjoy working with uh, drunk people. Okay, now, this also leads to a discussion of the environment and understanding of the environment you're in. You know, it's fun to take a vacation and come to Vegas for, in America, our 3.5 days during our vacation. If you're in Australia, it's two weeks. If you're in Britain, it's two weeks. But for our Americans, eh, it's three and a half days on average. Fun. All that stuff is fun. But if you work there, you have to recognize that you're going to deal with a few things. For example, this is a high-stress environment. There is a ton of money moving around. And where there is money, there is often stress. And where there's a lack of money, there's more stress. But you can bet that at a casino, it's a high intensity, high stress environment. It's also noise and noisy, I should say. So yeah, it's, it's fun walking through the casino and all the sound and the bingity bang bangs and people yelling and screaming and shit. But what if you have to do that seven days a week and have to live into that stuff? That, that might get a little rough. Are you uh, sensitive to smoking? Uh, secondhand smoke is a real deal in uh, a Las Vegas, in any casino, but a Las Vegas casino for sure. And I know there are a number of casinos that are considering going smoke-free. There might be one, maybe the live chat knows, uh, here in Vegas. But I'm telling you, uh, if that smoky thing bothers you, you probably shouldn't be working in a casino. Now, my, my opinion on that, by the way, is I happen to like the, the smoky kind of vibe in a casino. That, for me, it feels more adult-like. Uh, I may not like it if I worked there every day. And then when it comes to shift, I actually just saw a pop say in the live chat that if you're not polite, you can get the day shift at El Cortez, which is exactly right. If you're new into this game, you're probably going to be working nights. You're probably going to be working weekends. You'll probably work the holidays. All those nice shifts, those really cool groovy shifts that you'd like to work, uh, those are going to be for the folks who have seniority, uh, especially, by the way, if the property is unionized. And this is, uh, this is a big deal. I was talking to a bartender at a property owned by Caesars, and he had worked for this property for 30 years. He was a bartender for 30 years. And for those 30 years, he was at the same bar. So he gets to work whenever he wants, how, whatever day, whatever hour, it's his. And I said to him, you know, I get this, but there are other bars in this property that I would think would be pretty cool. Why don't you go there? And he, he looked at me like I was an idiot. There's no way. Why? You're union. You've been here for 30 years. 
I've been at this bar for 30 years, but if I move to that bar over there, I lose my bar seniority. I basically start all over again and I'm not having that. <laughs> really? Holy shit. So you're going to have to work your way up again, especially if this is a union-based uh, deal. All right. Also, uh, in casinos, there is an especially high turnaround, which means people taking a job and then leaving the job. That's what turnaround means. Um, but this, could, of course, could be your advantage, right? If you're somebody who's stable and is trustworthy and plans to be there for the long haul, I would argue that if you're able to demonstrate that to your management, that's a feature. That's a good thing. That's something that, as a manager, I would think, all right, Dave there seems to be a, a keeper. He's hanging out. He wants to, 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 to get in the game and, and be a part of the family. Let's, uh, let's move him up the deal. All right, so now you've got some idea about goofing around getting up there, but what happens once you get hired? Well, now we're going to get serious about you. The first thing that's going to happen is that you're going to get yourself a background check. We're going to check up on you. By the way, this isn't a casino exclusive thing. Basically, all employers do that. Hell, I did that when we were hiring folks. I did background checks and learned some interesting stuff. And, and what, what do background checks check? Well, there's different levels of this, but we're going to check your driving uh, past, your employment past, credit sometimes, medical background, arrests, convictions. And here's the thing I will tell you. That's muy importado. If you know something is in your background that you haven't told them yet, it wasn't on the application that you had to fill out, and it's certainly not on your resume, if you know something, tell them. This is not a don't ask, don't tell environment. If you know something, tell them. Because here's the truth. They're going to find out anyways. These things are really effective on finding out what your background is about. And I have heard, and this is no bullshit, I have heard many stories of people who were gonna get the job. As a matter of fact, the offer had been sent out. Hey, we're offering you a job for this deal. I accept the offer. And then you're off running around telling the wife life is good. You bought the champagne, you went to dinner. You're, this is great. You called the parents, I made it. I got a job with Bologna. And uh, the offer was rescinded because they found something in the background. They weren't forthcoming about something that happened in their past that they knew was there, it was clear, but we discovered it in the background. This is, they are not messing around here. If you know something, tell them because they're going to find out. And by the way, if you know, if it's a felony, <laughs> you're probably not gonna get the job. Well, you know, there you go. But it's, it's kind of like politics. It's never the crime that causes the problem for politicians. It's the cover-up that screws them up. It's the exact same thing here. It's not the fact that you got, uh, you got popped you know, when you're a 17-year-old for, I don't know, DUI or whatever. It's the fact you didn't tell us. Um, and then we discovered it because it means that you're hiding shit. What other things might you be hiding that a background check didn't do? So if you know it, you, you just got to share it and, and get it out there and, and then you know, take your chances because otherwise you're just not going to get it. What else has to happen? Well, we're very careful in Vegas uh, about uh, your knowledge about certain things. So the first thing that you're going to get is a Nevada health card. Now, this is only for folks who are food handlers or a massage therapist or 
you're a tattoo artist. How about that? So how do you get a Nevada health card, which is voluntary? Anybody can get one. If I feel the need, I can go out and grab me a Nevada health card. Well, you visit the Southern Nevada Health District office. Bring yourself a little popcorn because you get to watch a movie. Yay! And after you watch that movie, you get to get a hepatitis A shot. So you anti-vaxxers are not going to get a job at a casino. Sorry. And then you got to pay us and you got to pay us $50. And then that card, the Nevada health card, is good for three years. All right. What else? Well, you get to get yourself a Nevada alcohol education card. Well, who's that for? Well, if you serve, sell, or supervise the sale of alcohol, or if you're a security guard of any of those types of places, you have to get yourself a Nevada alcohol education card. Now, what does that take? Well, you have to do a three and a half hour course. Now you can go to a location and do that, or you can do it online. Again, this is volunteer. Anybody can get one of these. I can get one of these if I want one. And I can go online to nevadadrinkcard.com. Do the test, be done with it. What does it cost? It costs $25. And that lasts for four years. So the Nevada card, $50, three years. Nevada alcohol education card, $25, four years. And then the big kahuna of all the cards is called the sheriff's card. Now, who is this for? This is the real deal here. This card, let me bring up some graphics here. Boink. Boink. So this card uh, is for employers who have a gaming license, or if you're an exotic dancer, and I've always liked that about you, or you're a security guard, or you work at a club and you provide hosting or VIP services, or you're a bartender or bar back at this club, or a restaurant attendee, or a security or surveillance personnel, or a server, service assistant, or a busser, or you supervise or manage any of those people, you gots to get one of these cards. Now, this is not voluntary. I can't go get one of these cards. The only way you get one of these cards is you have to wait to get hired, and then the employee gives you a referral. Okay. In other words, you don't get it until you got a job. And then once you get the job, then they, they, the, the employer says, okay, we want this person to have this, the, the sheriff's card. Now, what does it cost? I will tell you that the pricing is kind of unclear. I found a couple of sites that made it sound that was very clear. And then I went to their site and went, what? So it sounds like that the pricing is somewhere between $40 and $51. But you also have to pay $31 to have your fingerprints done. So, yep. You're going to get fingerprints taken care of. And there's also a $37.50 charge for a federal background. Now, uh, if you're 25 or under, remember, you have to be at least 21 to work at a casino. But if you're 25 and under or under, you must bring an original or a certified copy of your birth certificate. And by the way, there are no exceptions. So here is what the form looks like for those of you who are watching La Video. And you can see you know, a lot of it's the standard stuff. What's the name of the business that's coming from the casino that you're working with? They'll ask you to describe scars and tattoos and the locations of all that and whether you're naturalized or if you're an immigration thing. And you'll see over there that it asks you, have you at any time, anywhere, 
been arrested or received a citation for any offense. <laughs> and if you have for any offense, by the way, with the exception of speeding or parking violations, they don't care about that. They'll want to know the year, the city and state, the offense you were charged with, and the length of sentence and or the fine. And then if you look at the bottom of that page, you'll see that it says uh, print and sign after the employee looks at page two. And if you look at page two, doink, you'll notice that they have a bunch of civil application waivers. But if you look at the upper right corner, you can see they are quite serious about child support information. They are not messing around. Failure to mark one of these three may result in the denial, <clears throat> excuse me, of the child. So what are the options of the application? I'm sorry. So I am not subject to a court order for support of a child, or I am subject to a court order for the support of one or more children, and I'm in the compliance with the order, blah, 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 or I am subject to a court order for support of one or more ch uh, children, and I'm not in compliance. In other words, they want to know that... Uh, well, basically, you're a, you're a good guy when it comes to, to uh, child support. Now, if the company that you're working for has a gaming license, it's actually not the sheriff who does it, although it's called the sheriff's card. It's actually, you get this card from the Nevada Gaming Control Board. These are the guys who control, I mean, you've, you've heard this before where people, actually, did you see the movie, I think it was Casino, where, uh, what was that guy's name? Lefty, Laurenthal, or whatever went to get a, a gaming card and he was rejected by the Nevada Gaming Control Board. So you get rejected for this, you can't, you can't run a casino, you can't work at a casino. And these guys get a lot, I had no idea about this, but they got, these guys, the, gaming, the Nevada Gaming Control Board, do 3,000 of these applications a month, 3,000. And there's a lot to this. They have a PowerPoint presentation that you can download that is 95 pages, <laughs> 95 pages PowerPoint on how to deal with this. Now, this speaks to uh, a bunch of other things. In other words, if you're an employee, how to deal with this. But you know, here's the, the front page of that PowerPoint presentation. But can you imagine 95 pages? If you're an employee, to know how to properly deal with this stuff, good God, that sounds like a shitload of work. Well, that's it. That's what you got to know, what you got to have to get a job here in Las Vegas. And I wish you good luck. I, I think you'll make a fantastic employee. I've always liked you. If you need a reference, uh, I, I can't give you that because I don't know you that well, but I, I want you to, to feel good about your new job at this casino. As a matter of fact, you know what? Let's drink to your newfound job. It's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where I show you a picture of a bar or a speakeasy or a, I don't know, a lounge. And you guys guess what it is. And how do you do that? Well, you send an email. Well, I like sending emails, Scott. Where should I send it to? Well, you should send it to Have a Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You send that guess. And if you send the guess in, there's a number of ways that you can win or at least get your name in the hat. This is the magical hat where the names go in, and we put the names in for a variety of reasons. Why? Well, if you send me a correct answer, 
I'm going to put your name in the hat. If you uh, submit an entry and you're in the live chat during the show while we're doing it live, I'm going to put your name in the hat again. That's two entries. Wait a minute. You send a video entry, which Pops does all the time. I'm going to put your hat in again. So if you send in an entry, you're in the live chat and you do a, a video entry, that's three entries. Wait a minute. You're the first correct entry. Boom. That's a fourth and if you do an intro video for the whole show, something like, hey, I'm Dave Smith from Poughkeepsie, and you're watching the Living in Las Vegas podcast, I'll put your name in the hat again. That's five chances to get your name in the hat. Now, what can they win? Well, let's have a, why don't we have Pops talk about that? We haven't had him do that again. Let's see. Uh, there's Pops. Let let's me hear. tell you what you can win this week. This week's Lucky Hedham winner can choose any one of three amazing Scott Whitney guitar CDs. Chris Acoustic 1, Chris Acoustic 2, or Gajazathon. Proudly displayed here by Bob, undisputed king of the video Haddam entry. Or you can choose the comfortable and stylish Vegas Video Network visor like these lucky winners. Available in the standard black and sometimes in the rare hard-to-find red, popular with the ladies and the Russians. Or you can choose the premium prize package. The next time you're going to be in Vegas, you can arrange an evening of sophistication and class with the man himself, the guru of all things Vegas, Scott Whitney. Yep, sophistication, well, class. Okay, at least drinks, laughs, and some priceless conversation. I like that. Send your entry into Have It Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. VegasVideoNetwork.com. Thank you, Pops. Appreciate the help. Now, there's a, a thing that Pops did mention, and I appreciate that he let me take this part on, and that is, you know, one of the options, of course, is to win a visor. Boink. A black visor, black like my heart, but some magical attributes are associated with one of these here visors, and we just got a new badge, so for those of you who are waiting, this coming, if you take the visor and you put it on your noggin like so, and you take one of your camera things, a phone, and you take the camera and put it in, look, this is important, by the way. Shoot it like this. Don't shoot it like this, for God's sake. This way, not portrait landscape. You take a picture, and you send that picture into your buddy Scott. I'll take it. I'll put it in a magical bucket, and that magical bucket turns you into something very special. Really, Scott? What does it turn me into? Well, it turns you a part of the galaxy of gods. There's Gregor and Bill, Mr. Testy and Steve and Michael and Robert. And then there's Robin, Rosie, sorry, Scott, and Michael, and Binky, and Bud, and there's more. There's Alan, and Aaron, who are newest, and Bob, and Bob's wife, whose name escapes me, and Danny, and Shan, not Jan, and Craig, and Glenn, who's soon going to jail, and there's Jimmy, two G's, and then Rob, and Ken, and there's Stuart in and Russia and Christina, who's all babies are because of my groovy music. And Don and Jackie and Mike. And Pops and Sammy and Carol and my gutted dog and Chris, whose liver is being eaten by people and kidneys and Brett's dad. Your buddy Scott and Wayne, and of course our good buddy Brett. All right, very good. Okay, real. Uh, this was a hard one, apparently. Only 11 out of 11 correct answers. Let's take a look at last week's Have a Drink Upon Mall. There it is. 
And the clues were Big Whiskies at American Restaurant and Bar. Big Whiskies, American Restaurant and Bar. Big Whiskies at American Restaurant and Bar. Congratulations for those who knew what it was. It's over at Town Square, by the way, uh, for those who want to be on this trip, but not actually where the action <laughs> is. Okay, that's the new uh, Town Square motto. Be on the strip where the action is missing. Ozzy Dev's no longer in the Galaxy of the Gods. Oh, are you in the Galaxy of Gods? Why aren't you there? Oh, I'll have to check into that. Send me an email and remind me that I'll, I'll see. Sometimes people drop out of the galaxy. What are you going to do? All right, but speaking of Ozzy Deb, Whoops. Where's my uh, thing? Ozzy Deb gets one for the correct answer. Ozzy Deb gets one for being the first correct answer. Oh, and... She gets the trifecta. She gets one for being in the live chat while we're doing the show. That's a triple. Way to go, Deb. And everybody in the live chat, curse her because she is a witch and knows magical things. Next, we got Mr. Testy. One for the correct answer and one for being in the live chat. Already, the first two participants have taken advantage of being in the live chat while this game is going on. Next, we've got Binky. Binky 51, previous winner. Then we've got Andy in New Hampshire. She, he's back after taking a month off. Welcome, Andy. Welcome back. Bill 98036. And pretty soon, he's going to have to change that zip code because he's moving to the Summerlin. But one for the correct answer. And Bill gets one more because he is in the live chat. Can you imagine this? All these people having fun in the live chat. Pretty cool, right? It's pretty cool. There they are right there. Live chat people hanging out. Ooh, do, 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 do. Come on, fold that thing, will you? All right, here we go. Continue, shall we? Then we've got Mike Beatty, who's going to be visiting in April. He's going to be taking advantage of a Have a Drink on Me meetup. Good for Mike. Then we've got Jeff Brunacci, I believe it is, from Loveland, Colorado. Oh, Jeff. Then we've got Mike from the Couve, which is Vancouver, Washington, the birthplace of your buddy Scott. Then we've got Richard Faze Jitter, Faze Jitter. We've got one for the correct answer, a recent winner, by the way, and one more because guess what? He's in the live chat ski. And we've got Terry, uh, I wrote, oh, this is a last minute one, Reg, Regnier, Regnier, who goes by Huron Designer, and he just showed up in the live chat before we got started. So one for the correct answer, sorry for butchering your name, and one for being in the live chat. Man, a large number of live chat folks today. Pretty cool. And then finally, you love him. You want to be like him. Here he is, Pops. Sing it, Pops. Hey, kids. Pops here again. This week's correct head of answer is Big Whiskey's American Restaurant and Bar. It's a chain outfit. They got some locations throughout the country. Not quite sure how I feel about it. I looked at the menu. I'll just eat it. Just drink good. it. The food variety looks good. They got wings. They got burgers. They got steaks. Got a lot of good stuff. But not a price listed anywhere. Makes me a little bit suspicious. That it's going to be Vegas type prices. But then again, you have to ask. You can't afford it. Could have been worse. Could have been like a new location at Chili's or Buffalo Wild Wings. Hey, I like Buffalo Wild Wings a lot. They're Parmesan, garlic Parmesan wings, best wings in the world. There's something I don't know. <clears throat> Reserve judgment on this one. 
haven't drank at the bar, haven't eaten the food, haven't seen what the real prices are. You know me. You got to show me a price. You're not going to make a sale. Till next time, this is Pops. Thank you, Pops. See ya. He's got pretty hair, doesn't he? <laughs> Pops gets one for the correct answer. Pops gets one for being in the live chat. And Pops gets one for the video entry. I should take one away because he made fun of Buffalo Wild Wings, which makes the best wings in the world. By the way, Chili's. Oh, is it Chili's? Outback. We eat, the, we eat at the bar sometimes at Outback. Best steak restaurant in Las Vegas. Just ask us. <laughs> they have a good wedge salad there. All right, let's see what we got. Who's a winner? Right. <laughs> Dev in the live chat. Wow, your hair is magnificent, Bobs. It's, it's pretty fantastic, isn't it? All right, let's see what we got. La-da-dee-la-da-da. Oh, I'm feeling this one. Oh, that's a double. Wait, hold on. Here we go. And the winner is... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, almost back-to-back. Back. It's Faze Jitter, everybody. You won just a little while ago. God. There we go. You greedy bastard. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at this week's... Have a drink upon wall. There it is. And here are your hints. Hint number one could have been named after a breed of dairy cattle originating from the Dutch province of North Holland and Friesland. Could have been named after a breed of dairy cattle originating from the Dutch province of North Holland and Friesland. Number two, or could have been named after a region in Germany between the rivers Elbe and Eider. Could have been named after a region in Germany between the rivers Elbe, E-L-B-E, or, and I should say, Eider, which is E-I-D-R. Or perhaps this guy is there because this little fella is a close friend of a ghost donkey. Maybe it's because this guy is a close friend of the ghost donkey. If you know the answer, you're going to send that answer to have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. A couple real quick stories before we wrap up here. First of all, if you have the chance to go see KISS, KISS, you wanted the best and you got it! The hottest band in the land! Wait a minute, let me do that again. You wanted the best and you got it! You wanted the best and you got it! The hottest band in the land! KISS! If you want to do that, I'm going to tell you, go. This concert is muy bueno. Now, they say that this is their farewell concert, that this is it, this is the end. They said that in 2000 as well. Um, so you may think, ah, oh, they're probably not. Look at this a big crowd. This is a T Mobile. What a good time we had. That's your buddy Scott, your good looking wife, uh, Melissa, there. I'm saying going. Now, you're, you're saying, wait a minute. Hold on, Scott. As I understand it, they just did their last concert in, I think it was Wisconsin or Chicago. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. A little birdie tells me they may uh, roll back around through a couple towns here in the Las I mean, in the U.S. Oops, did I say too much? Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, and then finally, before we get the uh, wrap up here, I want to talk a little bit about how much I love living in Las Vegas. So last Sunday, um, I had a, a tickets to go see 
of the Vegas Golden Knights. We have uh, season passes, but Melissa was out of town, couldn't make it, had to take care of some stuff, so I went by myself. And normally what Melissa and I do is we'll head on down there a few hours before the game and we'll hang out at one of the restaurants, one of the bars there, have a couple of drinks and eat some dinner or you know, early dinner, kind of a snack thing, and then head into the game and go Knights go. But Melissa wasn't with me, but I thought, you know, this is St. Patty's Day. I bet it's going to be kind of fun down at the park. And the park is the area with the restaurants and the bars just outside of T-Mobile, right across the street from Park MGM. Pretty cool place, pretty neat stuff. So I headed on down there, you know, probably around four o'clock or so, about three hours before the game. And uh, there's always live music down there uh, prior to a game. There's a couple places. One of them is on the New York, New York Bridge. And there's usually really good bands that play there. But I happen to like the place. It's a little stage right across from a, a chicken waffle place whose name, Boxy, something like that. Uh, that's on the park. So I walk up to this area and, and I see this just great band playing. Uh, it's a trio, kind of a blues uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan vibe. And these guys are the shit. Really, really good. So I walk into the chicken waffle place and order myself a, a uh, what was it, a Stella on tap, pay my, my money. And I go walking out towards the band, and there's a number of people hanging out and seated. And there's, there's chairs and tables there. And I see a guy sitting by himself, older gentleman, a uh, table of four all by himself. So I, I lean in him and say, hey, uh, is this chair available? He goes, what? I, I said, uh, is this chair open? Yeah, 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 Bruxy's. Thanks, Pops. So he, he lets me sit down, and I'm sipping my beer and watching these guys. And I'm telling you... Uh, I, I should have got their name. I actually went and talked to them later, later and asked them for a card, and they didn't have one. <laughs> okay. But just really enjoyed listening to these guys playing. So I'm hanging out watching them, and, and there was maybe 30 or 40 minutes left in that set, and they stopped, and I thought, okay, well, I'm hanging out with this guy, older fella. thought I'd, ch I'd chat him up a little bit. Why not? Tourist. Uh, military, ex-military guy, Marine, had a Marine hat on. And uh, comes to Vegas a lot. He's from New Mexico. Comes three or four times a year. Large mustache, kind of one of those draggy, droopy mustaches. A little longer on one side than the other. He had been in Las Vegas for six days. I'm like, wow, what are you doing? Well, it's March Madness. Checking out all that good stuff, watching the games. Uh, here are my girlfriend, but not sure where she is. Don't think I actually give a fuck. What, what, what happened? Well... The first six days were pretty good, but this last day, man, it's been rough. So I don't know where she is, and I don't know that I care. Okay, easy champion. You'll be all right. So um, music starts back up, and he goes, what are you drinking? I said, well, I'm drinking a, a Stella. He goes, okay, if you'll watch the table, I'll go grab you a beer. I'm like, fantastic. So off he goes. Music starts. I'm like, this is pretty cool. He comes back with two of these giant beers. And so what he's doing, super smart. Now, I spent, I don't know, $9, $10 for, actually it might have been more, for the Stella on tap. He went to the sundry shop inside New York, New York, which is just, I don't know, 50, 60 steps away from where we were, and bought, you know, a giant Miller, no, he bought himself a, a Michelob Ultra, only three carbs, and he bought me a Stella. So I'm like, this is great. So we're hanging out, drinking our big drinks, and, and we're going at it, watching the, the, the bands play, and they stop, and we talk some more, and 
Bass starts playing. He's like, I'm going to go again. I'm like, hold on. So I gave him some money. Off he goes, comes back with two more beers. And he brought me a shot. <laughs> it's like, here, here's a, you know, a bottle of vodka, one of those little, you know, airplane vodkas. And I'm like, this, <laughs> this is a Vegasy thing. How great is that? So we hung out and talked some more. And uh, he's a big fan of Las Vegas. Asked him where he was staying. And, and he's, you know, this is interesting too. He gets comped a lot. And I can't tell him if he's a big gambler. You can't really ask. How much do you gamble? But he was being comped at Cosmo. He's at, he was staying at Area, or Aria. Uh, liked Area a lot. Really liked Cosmo. He was getting comped for you know the balcony rooms up there, which is pretty interesting. But what I liked is, I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's about. But we just sat down, just started talking. The conversation was pretty easy. Guys buying beers, having a good life. We're dealing with the greatest music. And this is the other thing about music in Vegas. Man, we've all experienced cover bands. It doesn't matter where you live. You know, I used to live in the Bay Area. There's some pretty good musicians in the Bay Area, and I've heard some pretty good cover bands. But there are no better cover bands in the world than the cover bands in Las Vegas. They're just amazing. And these people are making a living as musicians in Las Vegas, which is really cool. I remember when we first moved here, uh, back in 2003, we were at Mandalay Bay, still looking for a house, and we were watching an amazing cover band. The drummer, during a break, sat by us, and we got to talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting ready to buy my first house. And he goes, I go, this is like, it's incredible. I, he goes, I lived in, uh, in Minnesota. I came down here to, to uh, sit in for a friend. I haven't left. I'm buying a house. I'm a drummer. We're not supposed to buy houses. Um, but in Las Vegas, if you're a musician, you can buy a house here. But I, what, I, what I really want to say is it's great to be in a town where the musicianship is so fucking good. You know, and, and like for instance, this band, Trio Guy, uh, the white guy, front guitar player, a very Stevie Ray Vaughan, black drummer, black bass player. They did a, uh, like a medley of Prince songs opened up with Kiss. And it was the drummer who was, you know, a big guy was singing this set, falsetto was perfect. And then they went into a couple other Prince songs and ended up with Purple Rain. And holy shit, these three guys were amazing. And it's not the first time I've been amazed by great musicianship in Las Vegas. So if, you, if you're coming to Vegas, if you're hanging out here, whether you're a local or a tourist, check out these bands, support these bands, tip these guys. I went up there and you know, tipped them, I forget, 10 bucks or whatever it was. Because these guys are working hard. They're not making a ton of money. And you want to, I think you want to let them know that they're doing good. Quite frankly, after watching these guys, I thought, you know, I want to have a party just so I can hire them because these guys are killing it, man. Well, that's it. Have fun in Vegas. Check out the musicians, okay? All right. That is, where's my music? Right here. It. Okay, where are you? Music? Ready? There it is. Very good. All right. That's it. Thanks for playing along, everybody. Hey, if you want to send us an email, we would love to get emails from you guys. And you can do that by sending an email to onairq at livinginlv.com. Again, onairq at livinginlv.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, you can do that through the magic of computers. That's right. Go to the Vegas Video Network website. You'll see an orange tab on the right side. If you click that, a little box will pop up that says start recording. And because you have a microphone attached to your computer, we get to hear your dulcet tones all right we're on all the social media stuff the twitter the instagram all that kind of stuff facebook we're on itunes and if you're watching or listening to us on itunes man it would be great if you gave us a five-star review of course we're on 
YouTube, a YouTube partner. If you're watching us there, give us a thumbs up and share us with your friends. We're on Roku, 80,800 accounts. We're about ready to redesign our Roku channel, so that's going to be exciting. Some pretty cool stuff that's going to happen there. We're also on Stitcher and TuneIn, Spotify, Chromecast, Apple, Google, and Fire TV, Google Play, and of course, the Vegas video now. That's it for you for uh, today's show. Thanks for playing along, everybody. And until next time, we'll see you later on the Living in Las Vegas podcast on the Vegas Video Network. Take care. That's awesome.